Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that, you know that Thank you, Lord. When welcome back, everybody. Sorry, that's my horrible try at a voice. Um, this is episode 33 of The Wet Down with my buddy, James Ryersey. Present. Present. There it is. See, he already jumps right in, and I love it. We got Kevin, and we got Dookie here tonight. No Dustin, but it's going to be a fun episode. This is the reason why. I've known Jimmy for about, uh, I'd say about eight years now. And there is never not a time where he, there wasn't a laugh. There wasn't some tears, probably from laugh or cry, whatever you want it to be, as well as just all around good, fluffy, big bareness from my good friend who used to watch my back on the ice. Thank you, Jimmy. Never, ever really said that to you, but thank you so much. And Kevin, how was your week? Uh, not bad. Not bad. I got some golfing lessons in today, so that was fun. Uh, other than that, just trying to take it easy. Got the house to myself for the whole week, so that's been nice. And have the freedom to do whatever the hell I want to do. Don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, so, you had a carrot snapping marathon, huh? Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's nice to be able to put that porn on the big TV, huh? <laughs> no headphones, speakers crashed. all the way up. Great. <laughs> yeah, your neighbors think you're getting really lucky and you're having an orgy, but it's not. <laughs> yep. Dookie, what about you, man? How you been? Good, bro. Good. Uh, it's been a long week, but um, sad thing is tomorrow, I don't know. I got to take two of my dogs in to go get seen. and We might be putting them down, so could be a rough Already day. Sorry, man. That's going to yeah. be uh, well, I mean, yeah, hell I mean, of a day. Yeah. I mean, they're 13 and 12, so it's not like they haven't lived, but yeah. it's just all those little things that are catching up to them, and it's slowly starting to make it to where they're not. Yeah. The dog that we had. So. Yeah. No that's dogs. a hard call. Yeah, because yeah, now we're kind of talking to each other and saying, like, are we keeping them alive for our selfish reasons? Because we don't want them to go. Uh-huh. So Yeah, sometimes it's better just to put the pet down and have him suffer through what he's going through. Exactly. It's a hard right. call, so it's like losing a family member, so it's. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we took him in a couple of weeks ago and they gave us some meds for the one and it it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And it's just, it's rough, but it's whatever. Well, it's life. Yeah. I mean, it's animals are animals, man. Everybody has them. Everybody needs them. We all got, we all got some good love. Jimmy, you just got a puppy, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. She's uh... a, <laughs> She's a border collie, and I'm pretty sure that she doesn't like me, which these things happen. <laughs> and that's okay. She's going to learn to love you. So, Well, I'm on a five-week road trip right now having a great time, so uh, she can just hate me from afar. Exactly. Hate you just a little bit more. I mean, yeah. Kevin's a cat guy, so he wants a dog. Uh, well, He's got I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I was a cat guy. I just think I grew up around cats because that's all that we could have in the house at the time. If I had a choice, be a dog ten times out of ten. Attaboy. boy. This is that's why that's 
we're all dog people here, so that's a good thing. Because, I mean, Jimmy, I'm loving your Finding Nemo shirt, by the way. That is phenomenal. Did you get that in Disney? <laughs> no, no. Someone bought it for me, and then there's a matching one for my baby. So we match. You got to wear it in Disney. Nice. At least you didn't show up with the uh, that 46-gallon hat that you bought at Bucky's <laughs> and um, your $400 fucking shit kickers and uh, lime, green, lime green, everyone. So they match the Eclipse uh, team here. Oh, boy. Don Cherry suits and everything. Guys, Jimmy's got the hookup. If anybody needs a suit and you want to look like Don Cherry, you call him. All right? There's no shoes. Yeah, there's no pretty, suit that he doesn't wear. He'll he would wear it if there. I mean, what, didn't you do the orange one from Dumb and Dumber? That shit was funny. I got in a lot of trouble for that too. Why did I wore this, for it? Well, I wore it to a buddy's wedding, and I didn't tell anybody. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I had more pictures that day taken than the bride, and I heard all about it from the bride for about a year. Um. I mean, if you would have asked, I would have went with Some you. Some people want all the attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, there was, there was just, I don't know, man. It's, it's been one of those weeks that even I, I've had some of those, those moments. We've got some new things coming up that we can talk about pretty soon. Uh, that's big news for all of us. We might have our own little, uh, you know, business partner sitting with us hopefully if we if oh, we oh, porn site exactly porn sites you know for to sell in dustin's feet that's how it's gonna work well dude, kids <laughs> are mine i mean someone's gonna do it oh so dude people would buy your feet man they're burned what, what do you mean <laughs> people <laughs> would buy them bro i think they would they think some people want to see cute feet and you you got some cute feet dude i mean, I, I have feet i think cute's a big word I mean, might go the opposite direction on that one. Yeah, I guess you're right. But there's not many people that have, like, you know, the foot that you do. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, cheers to taking pucks off the foot and not knowing if you broke your foot or not. So, <laughs> I mean. That's the worst feeling in the world. When you well, get that, shot in your ankle. Yeah, he wouldn't know. <laughs> well, it gets better because, like, guys would line up with a face off and they'd sit there and, like, slam my feet with their stick. I'm like, what are you doing? And then they'd be so confused because you're supposed to say, ow, or flinch, or do something. I'm like, I'm like Mr. Deeds. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, the poker. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. No. How, where, where's the last place you went and played golf? Uh, no, Des Moines, Iowa. We played in Des Moines. We played in Denver, played in Atlanta, played in Tampa. That's just in the last like two weeks. He's not on. The, he's not on the U.S. Open, guys. By the way, he's not a pro. He could be because everything he fucking seems to touch, he's good at, and I've seen it. So yeah, except for sick. except for Photoshop, I'm fucking brutal. <laughs> I got my login right here. I've been practicing. It's not good. Okay. Okay. I mean, that makes everybody's got to have a flaw man that might be your only weakness but i bet you can play every fucking sport there is to man and actually do all right at it so it's well, kind of fucking weird well you know, yeah you picked up I hockey at what age? YouTube. how hard could it be yeah what i mean you picked up hockey at what age and well i picked up i picked up ice hockey at 17 yeah and then 
sign pro before my 18th birthday, but like I played roller hockey growing up. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. You yeah. went, you did the TJ Oshie. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's insane to see what you, you know, you can pull off. I mean, and now you can still bang with the rest of us. Fuck. I got married. She said, yes, exactly. Yeah, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we did our not our weekly catch up. So with the power of editing, we're going to get back and we're going to be talking all about Jimmy. And oh, it's going to be one hell of a fucking story, I'm sure. All right, everyone. So episode 33. And with this, take a listen to our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 33, the wet down podcast with my boy, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, how Hello. are you? Are you having fun with us so far? I feel like you. Uh, I feel like you're having. Yeah, fun. yeah. So far, we're only like three swigs in. So, uh, you know, it's like Drunk History Month, the TV show, but yeah. uh, a podcast. Oh, I like that show. Just gets better the longer you watch. <laughs> exactly. The more, the more, the more it piles on, the better it gets. So, you mentioned right before a little break, you turned pro at, you know, right around seventeen, ish, and a half. exactly can you elaborate on the fucking the ability to be able to do that because you're not from the northeast you're not you're not from one of the hockey meccas of boston minnesota michigan you grew up in the south like you didn't you're not from up here you don't you don't do you don't play you didn't play real hockey until you came here let's just put it that way okay yep so tell us enlighten us yeah so i was a football player growing up um had a chance to play roller hockey growing up at 15, made the national team, went to the Olympics, took home a silver. Yes, we lost 1-0 because your boy here made a fuck up, bit, scored. Eton Javeric can lick rocks because he's really good. And uh, came back from there, was uh, 17 years old, and was given hockey skates by Mark Latito. He said, you're playing ice hockey now. I said, ah, shit. And he moved me to New Jersey, and from – Basically, July to December, every month I went up a level to the point I was playing um, Tier 1 Junior A in Canada. And the Maritimes getting paid for Campbellton, which, by the way, I don't think I was supposed to be getting paid, but somebody's tuition they were paying was going in my pocket. So I really appreciate that. And then uh, before my 18th birthday, I was picked up by the Syracuse Crunch in the American League. And here we are. Wild, uh, right, uh, Kevin? <laughs> Dude, how- so you never played relatively... roller hockey, like, at all? No, my, my first time ever on ice skates, I was, like, literally on my 17th birthday. What the hell? Yep. Well, and you got picked up by the Crunch at what age? I was almost 18 years old. I was, like, three, <laughs> week, three weeks away from turning 18 when I was legally allowed to sign my player contract. All I can say to that, man, is if you got it, you got it. Yeah, dude, what? No. That's crazy. That's how it works. There are three kinds of hockey players. Those who are good at the sport, which is like the 1%. Then you have your locker room guys. Then you have your parking lot guys. I would say I filled two (laughs) of the three selections, and on the ice probably wasn't one of them. You did something right. Yeah. (laughs) My body still hurts because of it. Yeah, but the best part about it, though, is you figured out how to continue in the life and live it. I mean, you went from you went from just 
playing to the other side. So you one of the you're one of those people that players can respect because you actually did something beforehand, you know. Yep. So I mean, as a for what your career is now, you have your sell piece because of what you did, and it's easier yep. to it's easier to market, it's easier to push, um, and you know it's believable too, which is fucking insane. Like you can Google it all you want, and you find it. Like you you go down the rabbit hole, and you just keep getting proved wrong more and more. So go ahead. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's that's just fucking insane. And when I mentioned earlier, everybody, the reason I thanked Jimmy is a very large, for the ones who do know me, a very large Russian man um, who spoke no English, but just knew how to fucking bang. Um, yeah, I tried to make a move. I went the wrong way. And this was at camp, everyone, too. This was this was rookie camp. So this is nothing special. This is a bunch of schmoes trying to get just, a, you know, a PTO here, trying to have some fun. And this guy takes me out. I'm talking leads with his elbow, but I don't think he really led with his elbow because I'm elbow height. So I guess we can let that one slide. But he hit me hard enough to where it, he hit the front reset button on the side of the jaw. <laughs> and my fucking light flashed. <laughs> I looked around for a second. I was like, what the hell's going on? And I put my gloves down. And then next thing I know, Jimmy's like, what are you doing? Stop hitting my friend. And he's just beating the shit out of this guy. And I'm like, damn, man. Like, why would you? I was I was so happy you did it for me. But I was kind of like, man, he just put me in like beta cuck mode, dude. Like, damn, <laughs> he fucking flexed his before I had a chance to stand up for myself. And these guys are like, yeah, he's a Marine. Yep. This guy stood up for him. Like, what the fuck? You know, this isn't fair. But then after that, we made our bond. So thank you for that. It was, I want to know from your side though, was the hit clean that the dude dropped on me? And did you just pick, did you pick the fight because you wanted a fight or did you pick the fight because I was the small guy? Like, I got to know, was I really the beta there? Cause I, I have to. So, kind of both. Like I already played in the league. And Esposito had brought me in to basically scale the new players against where I was at. And obviously I had like 16 pro fights already logged at that point. He just simply said, if there's anything stupid, fix it. I said, okay. And in this case, whether it was clean or dirty, when you're laying on the ice face down, it doesn't really matter clean or dirty to me. It just means showtime and uh, got a little excited, you know, pants are jumping out and kind of just went after him and, I would say I won that one. I had a lot of losses, but I would say I won that one. Oh yeah, no, he you definitely won that one. He he didn't come back after that. So yeah, he, he was not he, he was, was not back for day two. I kind yeah. of think that goes back to what happened to Tavares, where Perry, you know, knocked him out cold. Incidentally or not, at that point you gotta stand up. So yep. kind of a similar situation. It, when your always- guys goes down, you gotta step in. It's yeah. it's always funny to watch NHL nowadays because like there's hits and guys tie up. I'm like, ten years ago, if you tie up and you don't actually fight that guy, you're cut. Yeah. And now it's like yeah. we the power play. Listen, I don't care about the power play. My team can play four on four, five on five. I'm gonna make sure that they don't do it again. And in his case, like I said, seven day camp. He didn't come back for day two. Clean the whole camp up. That was game two. That was so yeah, we played a quick the statement. Way, the way yeah. camp worked then, um, guys, if anybody camp was for which team for the Danbury uh, defunct whalers, they disappeared, so they uh, they, okay. they went away. So it was rookie camp for that. I got we got an invite to go, 
and I was, you know, right fresh out of the Marine Corps. I had, I'd fucking fluffed up. I gained the, the, you know, obligatory <laughs> 50 that you get when you get out because you, you know, depression, just all that madness of life. And you hate yourself for that little bit. You miss everybody. And then, you know, I realized I need to play some hockey. I need to do some fun, have some fun. So I decided to get myself in shape, go try out. And that's how Jimmy's paths and I crossed real fast story, but all right. The reason I, the reason you goons, I can't say goons. Yes, I you can. Say go- yeah, I can. I can. You can say retards, but that's, you know. Yeah. In a politically correct world. <laughs> can't say stuff like that. But what I will say, dude, you, you being on that side and that, that gave me so much more respect for you right away because i had only heard you talk in the locker room i didn't actually talk with you then like you had mentioned you have the locker room guys you have all this stuff like i had known i had known we sat across from each other for a little bit i'd heard from some of the stories but then you know you don't really know you don't you don't know until you know like you see it you have you really have to believe it with a hockey guy and then that was one of those like wow that guy can really like he's on my side and i made sure that right then and there jimmy was i was like jimmy you need some help you doing some laundry today i'll help you out man. i owe <laughs> you because you watched my back like you fucking bled for me so i gotta do a favor for you at least till we get to that point however like no sexual favors of course because that's just we don't do that i quit this bullshit that's the one over here. <laughs> oh man no I, dude you you just your character when it came to playing though that's why you made it to where you did and that's how you did it it was it was your attitude like you never had a shitty attitude like i never saw you not fucking trying i never saw you not like working your ass off to try other than the danbury 500 i never fucking saw you not do anything like you got off the ice to go fill water bottles a hundred fucking times while we were all dying Put it this way, guys. We got skated so fucking hard. This guy, like this guy, gets off the icing because he's the. It's his. It just so happened to be his week to take care of the bottles and the pucks and make sure everything was down there correctly. And we got fucking skated hard. Even the guys that didn't play got fucking skated hard. And I was one of the guys that didn't play. So guess what? I'm in there fucking going with the rest of the group, and we're going around so hard that the guy for the ice, they had to cut the ice and shave it down and then refill in paint to fix the divots we put in the back because we had crunched it down to almost the concrete. And we skated for two and a half hours. We didn't, we touched pucks for the first two minutes of just skating around and then we were like, put them away. We're like, uh-oh. And all we did was move the nets up. We started at the goal line and we just pulled them up. When the ice got too shitty, we just pulled it back, pulled it back. And I never heard the rink get so pissed at a coach in my entire life was because of that. Well, but you, it, gets, it gets better because he's like, pick up the pucks. I'm like, it's my day. Fuck you guys. <laughs> it's my job. So they're, already, <laughs> they're doing the Michigan mile. They got everything they can imagine. And I'm over there, single puck at a time. Ah, oh, shit. Bucket tipped over. Sorry, oh. Phil. Oh, my skate's untied. Yeah. He yelled. He yelled at me. Oh, fix your stuff. Get back on the ice. Get in line. I'm like, ah, oh, this single bottle. It's empty. Got to go all the way across the building to fill it up back in the locker room. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Dan Bears, you go out to get off the rink. You go behind the net, the home net. You go across a whole nother sheet up this long ass tunnel and up a flight of stairs. It takes about four minutes to get from the rink walking. 
because why would you skate across the rink, the second rink to make it faster when there's backskate? It's about a four something minute walk up, you know, that one bottle, kind of scrub it out, new ice, which is across the, <laughs> the front of the <laughs> By the time I got back, they were all dying. And I'm like, I got one water bottle. <laughs> oh, fucking me, man. No, that was like, Dookie, the life for this. I remember calling him after going through rookie camp and being like, I made it to, I made it to main camp, dude. And then yeah. he, was like, he was so excited. And he was, he was one of the first, actually, you were the first person I talked to. And you said to me, you were like, I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, you're hearing about it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it really fucking, it was rough, bro. Like the life of, I had fun with that life. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like the idea of working out seven, eight, nine hours a day, you know, hanging out with the team, you know, you focus, you got all of your shit you got to take care of. You got your shit in the morning. It, it was just, it was really interesting to live a life that I had never you know, that wasn't my fucking job before. Like junior A hockey wasn't so much of a job then in 2005. It was more like you go to school all day. You go to, you go to the rink until 10 o'clock and then you go and figure it out from there. You do your homework or you do your homework well, at the rink. Well the, well, the best part is while Aaron's working out eight, 10 hours a day, I show up like 11, <laughs> casually strolling. Yeah, dude, I'm trying to make the lineup and Jimmy just fucking shows up with Starbucks, his fucking glasses. Dude, he always had a new set of Ray-Bans <laughs> and his shitty ass Jeep that he got off rookie pay. And he just fucking pulls up and he just goes, he's just like, hey, you working hard or you hardly working? Every fucking morning, dude, I'd be in there rolling out. I'd be sweating on the bike, trying to get myself like being like, hey, coach, notice me. And this motherfucker just shows up wherever he wants, does his thing, brings donuts for everybody. He's like, hey, anybody want a donut? I'm like, what? I, I, I still think it was funny. We're going into playoffs. We're in the first round. And I don't know what happened, but I was like, I'm not going to fucking be there two hours early. No, not doing it. So I show up like an hour and 15 minutes prior, suit and tie, as usual. Actually, this suit, like the jacket had this like hood on. It was white. It's hideous, but fuck it. And I walk in, go straight to Slippery Steve on the massage table, strip right there. And Espo comes on the corner. He's like, Jimmy, where you been? I was like, uh, right here, getting a massage for 45 minutes. And, uh, I think that's when he decided Slippery Steve probably shouldn't be there for as long as he was. He's good, though. I mean, that 12-second massage was perfect. That's all I needed to get going. Oh, yeah, dude. He, he put that elbow right in the booty, like right on that hip flexor to pop you out. Every I was He had that best uh, – dude, I'd never met a guy's elbow that was so flat. Like, it was fucking – it was great. Like, he had, like, his own little roller in his elbow that he could just pop out for you. It was nice. I'll tell you that, but, dude – the life that you're doing now when it comes like you got these kids you're you're, ta you're taking care of a younger generation thankfully you should probably you should probably tell them what i do yeah i feel like you should tell everybody what you do <laughs> okay hi i'm james <laughs> we did that part already bro go ahead no. i run a i run a junior hockey program up here in maine it's called the Maine eclipse uh it's in the eastern hockey league and we're actually in the office right now we are cleaning it earlier you can't see it because I have my sunset background, which is actually my backyard of my house, which is a whole different story, which when we talk about guns, which we're going to talk about guns, because I mean, my gun dealer is like literally sitting right next to me. <laughs> the background will make more sense. But uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was working for uh, another program, a different league and said, hey, let's do it ourselves. And here we are. Last year was uh, COVID. So much fun. The state shut us down. 
And although I have my fair share of comments, I was asked not to say those because, you know, COVID was so amazing for some people. Yeah, man. Ran through our house. So we're all good. But we we ended up like a year and a half of this shit and we finally get it. Like, oh, well, fuck it. (laughs) So, so in the process of COVID, obviously travel restrictions were a thing. And I don't know, not buying it. We were in Texas, man, for George, George Floyd's funeral. (laughs) And, and I, and I hit 37 states and the, from the point that the world shut down, I was still traveling. And one of them obviously was the, was the Houston, Houston. Anyway, so like at some point during Christmas this last year, we go to Tampa and both my parents live there. And I got William sitting here with me. We go scuba diving. We're like 125 feet down. And I have like, so all my scuba gear, I have, um, it's like a, like a notepad that can write underwater. And I'm like, Hey, my air tastes funny. <laughs> like, and he's looking at me. What do you mean? I'm like, we got to go up. Cause my air tastes funny. We get to the top. I don't know. Fuck it. Going back down. We go to Wallflower. So this is one of like the most depressing times of my life. Now, like I'm not in the military. I understand that aspect, but we get to Waffle House and I always get the uh, Texas bacon cheesesteak melt, double hash brown, covered, smothered, chunked. It's amazing. Chocolate milk, water. I took a bite out of my sandwich and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I can't taste it. This ain't good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was the most depressing part day of my life because we don't have Waffle House in Maine. So whenever we go south, it's like Zaxby's, Waffle House, Moe's, uh, Wawa, if you're going through Jersey. We're not or sponsored in- by any of them, but we might be now. Who knows? Because I would love fucking Zaxby's to be our sponsor. Right, Dookie? I made him try your chicken sandwich, bro. The one that Dude, we ate so on the good. back of the Mustang, I made him try it. Dude, it's so good. good. So speaking of the Mustang... So the girl across the across the parking lot was doing some TikTok dance, and Aaron's like, "Watch this! Woo, 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 woo!" He jumps in the background, and so like, we're like, well, we need this video, and so I'm pretty sure Aaron has it. But so this last couple of weeks, we've been on this crazy trip, like scouting players, and William sitting here, who you can't see him, but he built a TikTok. I know I'm a TikTok person, I guess, and it's scouts underscore with underscore clout so if you guys get bored and you want to laugh we've got a couple videos up of the stupid stuff that we're doing one of them we're in so we're heading from um the grand canyon the north grand canyon back to flags up it's about a two-hour ride and of course mustangs for everything we do mustang gt (laughs) convertible White um, oh, by the only. way, <laughs> white only. <laughs> yeah, this was gray. Anything but red. Well, speaking of this car, we leave the Phoenix airport. We're heading towards Flagstaff again, about to our ride. And I pull over. I'm like, I don't have a car key for this thing. The guy who pulled the car around is in his pocket. So we're now like two hours away. We call Enterprise. They're like, um, just drive back to the airport. I'm like, guys, we're like two hours away. Okay, well, then park it, call us tomorrow, and we'll come swap your car out. Yeah, so that was frustrating. But so we're on the way back from the Grand Canyon, and we pull over this, like, random desert area. I'm like, videotape this. What? Oh, this is before, before the fire, though. And so I'm like, videotape this. So I'm like, now, I've never been a runner. So the video, which might look like I'm running a lot, it was like 20 feet. 
Well, we started running. He's videotaping out the car. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Forrest Gump ain't got shit on me. <laughs> and it's like the middle of fucking nowhere. So we keep going. And we see like the early stages of a forest fire over the mountains as we come into Flagstaff. So again, look at the fucking scouts with clouds, TikTok. Naturally, we find a dirt road that says do not pass. And we drive down it. And then we took some fun videos of, you know, the fire in the background with William doing like a hundred past me. I was like, uh, I think he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Oh, wait. Oh, oh shit. Oh, and, uh, he goes wheeling past me. Um, obviously we didn't start the fire. Amazing song, but like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. So this is what, this is the shenanigans parents, <laughs> kids, of what life is really like in the hockey world you don't know the fun you don't have until you did like you live this life it is the it, other than i mean being a marine is awesome i have a brotherhood but when you played hockey and you have that and like this is a shout out to all my boys for that i, I mean i love you all and i love you so deeply and we can we all have that level of, of connection and damn guys like hockey is the way to be like this is a this is the there's no better way to explain you can you can't have the best friends in the world if you can if you have a hockey team if if you're just a part of it in any way at any age it doesn't fucking matter like you you get to be a part of something and it feels cool usually if you play even if you play in a shitty league if you're it's a D league or a I heard league, usually there <laughs> yeah it's usually a good experience because you get your onesies and twosies like I would rather play. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, any one of you. Like, Kevin, you've, had, you've hung out with a group that I've played with over here. Like, they're a great group of guys. Never any problems, never any yeah. drama. But then you go and play in those bullshit leagues, right? Jimmy, you and I, we had a nice little experience I, with that pretty recently. About, two, what was it, two years ago? You know, you fuck, yeah, you, he came and he, Jimmy helped us out. We needed another player. He just happened to be in town. I was like, hey, man, come play. It'll be the first time we get to be on the ice together in like two years. Why not? Let's have some fun. So he shows up. We come and play, and guess what? The biggest fucking guy on the ice. Jimmy's a magnet for this, probably. That's probably why it happened. But we we were doing our thing, him and I just having fun, and this big dude comes out of nowhere and takes me out. Jimmy's like, you want me to go fuck him up? I was like, if he does it again, fuck him up. He does it again, Jimmy lays him out at center ice. This dude's like 6'6", six, six, like 56 years old. Jimmy just knocks him, just, lay, just fucking hips him right there at center ice, dude, just laying on the ice. Dude looks up, he's just like, homie, why did you do that? And he's like, you fuck with my friend. <laughs> he just skated <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> like, you just you fuck with my friend. Like, you just skate away. Like, what's what's up with that? You know? Thank you for doing that again, by the way. So, but so you said onesie twosies. I, I, was coaching oh, a, I was coaching a game in Tingsboro, Mass, probably two, if not three years ago. And the rink, it's got three sheets, so like, Two are kind of identical, and then there's one like behind the back that goes out to the left. It's called Tingsboro. I'm gonna look it up. And it's the coldest rink I've ever been in. Like it doesn't make sense why this rink is so cold. It's colder than outside. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be warm today. So I went to Kohl's and I picked up an Olaf onesie from the movie Frozen and wore this on the bench. I then got fined by the league for wearing a onesie, not a suit and tie, on the bench coaching. All I'm saying, we won the game. That's all that matters. Hey, man. Like, that's that's the shit I don't understand is why why do they got to – why do you have to have a league? Like, perfect example, 
of Cassidy calling calling the refs out. All he did was call the refs out, but he didn't say it in a fucking horrible way. He didn't do it torts. He didn't come out and like blast them and say horrible things about it. He was just like, I don't understand why this is why this is going this way. Why? How come? You know, the New York Saints, that whole bullshit. What do you think, dude? Like, I'm sure that you think that we're getting a little soft in our hockey world, right? Because I know Dookie, Kevin, Kevin believes in it as much as we do, right, buddy? What? Like hockey violence? Like again? it's starting to get softer. Like it's not as yeah. like, dude. you know, the people running it are like, oh, let's let's back off a little. Torts is so good. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I I I would die for a coach like that. Cause if I fuck up, he's gonna fuck me up. And I I am ready for him to fuck me up because I fucked up. I get it. But if I don't and he's out there just blasting people, it's like, yo. He's got my back. So I don't really care yeah. what people say about him. I think he's a through and through fucking coach. You need to be held accountable. And he does that. And he makes sure that, you know, if like you're fucking up, you're, 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 you're going to fucking know. Yeah. Um, when you got a coach like that, it's easy to play for. If you can have that mentality of. If you could handle it. Old style. If you're not thin skinned you and can, you're not little. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the, it's the personality. It's also like knowing your players too. Like Jimmy, Jimmy's, I know he does his homework on his players. I've, I've been around him. I know he pays attention. He's, he's the kind of guy who makes them take the herb, you know, the Herbie fucking the, the, the test, you know? yeah. but not really the test, but like he makes you take the test and it's not a difficult one, but it's a common sense one. And he knows what he like, what kind of person you are. <laughs> there it is right there. See? You can't see it, but it's right here. It's the kind of guy that takes the test, you know, and that's a good thing because it's when you can find the deeper connection with your players and you can connect. But if they knew, like I would, if I was young enough to play for you, dude, I'd play for you. Like if you were coaching in the bigger leagues and you wanted to bring a guy on, like I would play for you. Like I would do that kind of, like I would fucking bleed for you if I could. So, you know? so, so there was, we went through camp last year and we had, you know, 25 and 25. We have two teams, by the way. Yeah. And one of the kids on the upper kit team, Brandon Safinski, this kid's a beauty. He's head off to, I want to say Anna Maria NCAA. It's a, it's a good place for him academically. And we're in camp and he's just like, coach, we're fighting. And he's being <laughs> fun. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you want that. He's like, we're fighting. Everyone says you fight, prove it. I was like, you can't be this tough. And you can actually ask your brother about this. <laughs> I was like, if your gloves go down, I'm just saying, I don't say no. And he dropped his gloves. And I grabbed on and blew his helmet off his head. And all you hear from the other end of the ice is the head coach. Cause I'm just the owner at this point. I'm now I'm head coaching as well. You can't fight the children. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, like, like he didn't fall down. Like I hit him, you know, high enough to blow the helmet off, but not enough to like hurt him. He goes, all right, you win. And <laughs> picks his helmet up and gets back in line. And the coach comes over and, I don't know what he was thinking with me because he's like, you can't be fighting the players. Like, it's a huge violation. I was like, barely touched him. And the kids in line, like, trying to recover mentally from what just happened. I'm yeah, sure. he, had a tough, he had a tough day that day. Yeah, but was you, your, did your players get, do they have to wear the cages still? Uh, Some of we, them? We, uh, we as an I, I make my players all wear cages. Um, the goal is NCAA. They wear cages and bubbles there. Yeah. I understand the visors look sick. And quite frankly, if you're here to look at for pictures, excuse me, look at for pictures, wheel broads, hey, be my guest. But my job is to put you in college 
where there's going to be 85,000 more opportunities for you to wheel broads and make wheel broads. Like maybe maybe, <laughs> yeah, like maybe make it somewhere after that maybe play in the same beer league we played in together i mean do you keep in touch with any of the older guys like any of the guys that we all knew pretty well like let's um, we won't go naming but it's more of like a do you keep in touch how about that i there's a couple guys that we played with that i keep in touch so like jason mccrimmon he coaches in another league. I see him at all the events. Um, and Jason McCrimmon's like, I protected you. Jason McCrimmon, they called the criminal because of his last name. And he literally beat the rocks off of everybody. And he's got to be – I'm going to look him up. Hold on a second. Yes. I got, like, I'm just looking up his height and weight because he's a, he's, a, he's a big dude. Like Derek Bugard big? Um, okay, so he was born in 1983. He's a defenseman. Oh, okay. let's see here. <laughs> this site's awesome. Yeah. He's from Detroit. He is 38 currently, 66240. Jesus Christ. And according to the paperwork, awesome. he is retired. Um, yeah, so he played NCAA, uh, UMass, went to Suffolk, Fucking and then just unit. This guy was a yeah, unit. That's what he was. And then he just, <laughs> he just trailed through like I'm I'm literally looking at the prospect here, like. Yeah. Trailed through the minor leagues, one, two, three, four, five, six. Went overseas to Sweden, played a couple of Division II levels. Um, and then he came to, to Danbury where we met him. And Yeah. Whew, geez, he's a, <laughs> so he was he, angry by then. <laughs> yeah. No, he he was a – he's a – like, for example, he made Pizzano look small. <laughs> yeah. Standing next to Andy Pizzano, he like Pizzano looks like popsicle stick and just like scrawny. And then here's him. Oh god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Kevin, Kevin, in your your hockey career, did you ever really throw him down? I don't think we ever had this conversation. Uh, No, I I so I played travel uh, for about four to three years until my dad was like, hey, it's too fucking expensive. You're not going anywhere. You're to California. You know, it's bad. That's a true, kick but the, the way it is. Oh, man. No, no he just, he told, he, he said it is what it is. <laughs> and it's true. Like, if you're 20, if you're like, if you're like 19, 20 years old, and you're not getting somewhere, there's no point of putting thousands of $500 when I had a coach that was doing illegal things. And that was a whole nightmare, but no, to answer your question, I had Ian on the team. He didn't touch you, did so he? Whenever I got, huh? Sport. Said your coach didn't touch you, did he? You said he was doing illegal things. He wasn't touching you, right? No, this no, is no, a confession. No, no. He, he got uh, illegal players to come on our team because I was oh, the makes enforcer. Sense. All right, that makes sense. And my job was to go out there and start shit and make the hit. And I had Ian kind of jump in whenever I got into like a, a scuffle. Um, so I had Ian there, but I, I, I've gotten in a couple scraps. I, but I usually, you know, I don't like cages. I've had a previous, I've told this story before I got blindsided and the cage fucking bent inwards and smashed my nose. So nose got trapped in it. That's why I don't wear cages no more. Then I wear a visor and I go to beer league and that's when the injuries start happening. So if you can wear a cage, wear a cage. Um, but no, not really too much i i would just be the guy that would hit some i got my shit pushed in pretty bad one time because i knocked this kid that was like six foot four it was like a defenseman and i knocked him on his ass and the mom got up and was like oh my god he knocked him down and i was like 
I didn't know what happened. It was just so much adrenaline, but I heard the whole fucking bench number, like get his number, get his number. And I'm like, oh shit. The next time I went in the ice, as soon as I got the puck, I got fucking run. And I was yeah, like, ooh, I, he I, fucked I, up. I was gasping for a win. Center <laughs> ice. Could not <laughs> breathe. <laughs> It makes was, plenty uh, of sense. Yeah. So it's good though. Dookie, you've gotten your yeah. scraps, right? You've you've scrapped. I know you've scrapped. I shouldn't even ask that question. What's your fucking what's your one? I just I gave my embarrassing one. You have to have a fucking reset moment too. You laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Um there, he was actually a buddy of mine. And we had played together for a while. And we were at the face off dot, and he was like, none of that cheap shit. Because I would always wait. And, like, right as the pucks drop in, I would give the other team a little quick nut tap or something or just let them know that I'm there. That's why you scored on a face-off for us, by the way, because you're so fucking good on the dot. <laughs> if you ever cup check me, you're not walking off the ice. I don't care. Exactly. If it's right. So, but, it, but, the, but this is my buddy, and he was like, don't do it. And I'm like, well, I have to do it now because, all right. So I did it. And he just turned. As soon as the puck dropped, he just turned and just dropped me. Just, I didn't see it coming. I didn't expect it. I was, I thought he was just going to cup check me back or something, you know, Yeah. something. And he just turned around and just decked me. I was like, fuck. All right. I won't do that again. Very well. <laughs> yeah. Good, good friend of mine too. Like I totally didn't expect it. And I barely even got him. I just let him know that, you know, like I turned the blade. So it was more of a smack instead of like a stab kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, yeah. You know, what I love about our sport is the ability to fight with your friends and then still be friends afterwards. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally travel. the fucking travel. Piss out of each other and be friends. We were, yeah. Like we, yeah, it was totally fine. But, well, I have one where we're not friends anymore. Oh, let's go. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> well, let me get, it came from beer league <laughs> or something. No. Um, <clears throat> was doing a summer camp. We're at Pelt's house in New York. Um, like all the big, basically it's like, 12 NHL, 12 American League, 12 East Coast, 12 FHL, 12 SPHL guys all get called in. They just simply train for three weeks. And if you're ever late, like you live on campus, but like if you're ever late or you can't do something, whatever it is, you just basically get sent home and it's how long you can survive. You just survive. It is what it is. You skate and train literally all day long. And they feed you, which is the best part. So we're in like day four. And the coach of my team was like, hey, Fisher, everyone knows Fisher, Carrie Underwood's husband. We've never seen him get mad. He's never done anything bad. Now, which just at this point true. Now I think he actually beat his wife to stay off the camera for six months, but that's a different story. So <laughs> he goes, we want to see if you can piss him off because that's what I do. I was like, okay. So we're going, going, going. We're skating down the ice on a back check, naturally not very hard. I was like, hey, fish. He's like, what? I was like, I masturbated your wife's new album last night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I woke up in the trainer's office and uh, I was sent home. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Come to find out, you're not supposed to say those things, and uh, we're also not friends. <laughs> if there's anyone that's taught me that who gives a shit what people think of you, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I get that, but like he doesn't like me. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's fucking insane, you know? Like some people. The power of the chirp in hockey is is so real. Like Marshan got a compliment from one of the players. I forgot who it was that did it, but he got a compliment saying that he was like he got told by Marshan that his kids hated him and that his wife was going to divorce him. 
and then he she said, "Got it." And I can tell him. The guy said he didn't care so much that his wife was like, going to divorce him, but the fact that he said that his kids hated him, he was like, "Wait a minute, do my kids really hate me?" Like he fucking questioned it. <laughs> like you just get under the skin, man. Like it's you say the right thing. I mean, I remember I was 18 years old. I told the guy I was going to fuck his girlfriend. <laughs> I did that like on the dot. I was like, I'm gonna fuck your girlfriend after the game. And he just looked at me and then I looked at her, but I had talked to her before I went on the ice and he had seen me do it. Cause I went outside really quickly to the bus to go grab something that I'd forgot. So he had seen, we were in eye shot of each other. We were playing. It was old school hockey way back when Springfield picks junior a program doesn't even exist anymore. It was one of those like wild, wild moments of the, of youth for us, I guess. It was when Massachusetts, that area was still good before, you know, what's his face? Kale McCarr, right. Came from UMass before he made them all famous and popular again. But dude, I'll tell you, it's, if you can talk and you can say what you want, you can get in someone's head, dude. You've always got that extra edge. So Jimmy, cheers to you for not being, you know, always being that guy to fucking really <laughs> rock someone <laughs> and get them thinking. Um, I got to ask, what's the next venture? I know you got the junior team and I'm sure you want to put a network of junior teams or you want to own a shit ton of them, but is there got to, is there, is, is the big leagues, is the show going to happen? Let's just do nope. that way. Do you want nope. the show? I, uh, I had a guy approach me this past weekend and say, I should put a FHL team here in the barn with my EHL team. I'm like, no, absolutely not. And then the main Mariners, East Coast are heading to Jacksonville, if I understand it correctly. So we could put a team there, but no, nah, no, nah, we're juniors is good. Um, juniors are good. You want to be the guy, you want to be the next guy that farms all these players, huh? That's going to be your thing. You're going to be you want the most players from a program to be into the next rounds, huh? That's got to yeah, be that would be, be awesome. There are teams in our league like the Boston Junior Rangers and the New Hampshire Avalanche. Like the Avalanche put. 19 kids in NCAA this year. I mean, it's phenomenal. Like almost an entire roster. The the couple of players he didn't actually are heading up to the USHL or the NAHL. Um, I mean, they do a, a tremendous. Still going to give them the exposure that they need. They're going to get it yeah. anyway. It's just going to yeah. help them. It, it might have gotten, might not have happened this year for them, but next year after a year in the U or there, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they do a great job. I mean, our goal is just to do the best we can do for every player and. It happens, it happens, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We just, you know, just do our part and hope hope that they do theirs. And that's good to hear, man. Like, I'm sorry COVID shut your program down because it was the inaugural season, so it would have been a fucking hell of a thing for you to have. But, you know, shit happens. You got a better chance. Like, I, if I've known you very well, it's you You find a way to rebound pretty hard and you do it bigger and better. Like, you, you never fail. You always just get taught a lesson and then you teach the people that fucked with you on the way down their lesson. Like, and it's great. I love being on the, on the left-hand failing, side of the devil. <laughs> Never in the path. <laughs> failing, failing just shouldn't be a word in anybody's vocabulary. Like it's, there's no such thing as failing. I mean, look, Albert Einstein, yeah. thousands of tries. It's just, you know, what's your breaking point? And even when you break, it's not really a fail. You still, somebody's bound to pick it up. Or in my case, I pick up everybody's where they left off and then I make it successful. <laughs> I look and at it, it's, but, a, it's a declassification of the word quit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. really, I've, I, I would think I would rather hear I failed before I quit. Yeah. But both, I don't know. 
I, as a young person, like, we'll, we'll, like we can break into the burn story now because, like, it kind of goes right into this. So when I was burned, okay, pause. Everybody, I got burned when I was 10 months old. Um, the doctors basically told me and my parents, obviously I didn't remember it, that I probably wouldn't walk. I'd never be athletic. And best of luck. Uh, 65% of my body is burned by bathtub water. And my motivation, which let me see. Uh, oh god no 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 you can't really see it because you're on zoom but it says do it for those who can't right here on the cops so when you're on the bench and you're sitting there you're, you're looking at your glove like fuck me huh, okay yeah, so my subtle imagery yeah and so my my motivation was always doing it for those who can't or you know that say you can't so on the terms like he was saying any sport i try i find some way to finagle my way into being successful uh, hockey, football, I mean, you name it. Actually, basketball. <laughs> Brutal at basketball. But I also don't know any good hockey players that are actually good at basketball. I've never met one. That's really true. I don't know any of us that can dunk. Maybe Chara. That's about it. I feel no, like Chara would be the only no. one, and he'd play like Yao. <laughs> yeah. So basically, growing up, it was always, you know, oh, you're not supposed to walk. Well, I started walking on time. Started being athletic, you know, started winning things in middle school, high school, set state records for track and field, uh, won state championships for football, actually basketball as well. I played 3.4 seconds the whole season. <laughs> Count it. And then we got into hockey and it was just, there's always a way you just have to find it, which is why I laugh with like my silver medal. I'm literally the reason that we lost. And when you go back and watch the film on it, it's like, Ooh, why did he do that? Well, I don't know, but he scored and we lost. But even that's not failing. Like we lost, but I can tell you, I never made that mistake again. Yeah. Uh, yet. We've all had those moments, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yet. Yeah. And so with the burn aspect coming in, uh, my wife and I just gave birth to our first baby. Healthy, happy, wife's body's bouncing back. Yes. So we're in the hospital <laughs> and she hands, she hands me the baby and naturally it's brand new. He's screaming. And the nurse is like, just stick your finger in his mouth and he'll, you know, start to suction and start to, you know, calm down. So I stick my finger in his mouth. I was like, ha, huh, this is fried chicken, buddy. <laughs> the, nur the nurses, the nurses were mortified. <laughs> They're Sorry, like, everyone. I'm crying over here and I'm so the rest of us are too. Cause you never hear of, of like, there's a lot of people that make jokes. I make like Kevin looks like a bird. I look like a fucking, like the leprechaun fucked his sister. And you know, like it's, it's one of those, you know, like I get it, you know, Dookie, we, we can, we all have our thing, with you, man. When you can make fun of yourself, that, that just, you're, you're definitely that guy. And I, I'm glad you're that guy, Jimmy. So keep going. And so, like Katie years ago, Tommy or brought me to, to get uh, pedicures. And again, everybody, my feet look like I belong on a pterodactyl. They're hideous. Like, because so we're small children in those fucking things. And he doesn't have to try to close them, guys. They're stuck like this. I've seen them. They're fucking scary. <laughs> so we, we, oh walk, we walk into this like nail salon. We're in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And the girl, the lady's like, oh, I take a cute boy. You come back here. You come back here. You sit down right here. I was like, all right. Someone else thinks I'm cute besides my wife. And I take my shoes off and she like stops. And she goes, 
We gonna need power tools. Screams <laughs> <laughs> across this place to get the one toenail he has, though. Everyone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That same lady, I was like, can you paint my toes? And she goes, was that plural? See, there's like, this is why I love people that can, that have the humor in this. I mean, we, you know, we've been lucky enough to have, you know, some, some really outstanding guests. Everybody always has something that they can share with themselves of like some sort of downing, downing piece. But you know what? It's, it's who you are. So, you know, and anyone, if you ever need somebody to stick up for you in a fight, Jimmy's the guy. He can beat you senseless, and he'll never know that his hand was broken because he can't feel anything in it, all right? Because he did that once for me. <laughs> so, you know, it's you never know who your friends are going to be, but when you go to shake his hand, don't think twice. Just go right in there and feel the grip for yourself. Because so, <laughs> so I was playing out in Tulsa, and with my hands being said, we're playing basketball again. Hard to watch. The whole team was there. And Corey Reynolds, who this kid, the gem, he goes, I shoot the ball. Doesn't matter where it goes. He goes, Jimmy, you got to release your fingers. <laughs> They've Julie, been stuck this way since I was 11 months old. <laughs> Julie, Julie Wilson, bless her heart. She's like, Corey, sit down. And she comes over. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm like literally in tears laughing, like trying to continue playing. <laughs> oh man it haven't gotten any better i'll just say that <laughs> yeah absolutely no when when do i get lucky enough to be graced with your presence on the ice again you gonna you want to come do some tournaments with us what do you think should we you, you think you can make some time for uh, in your ownership schedule to come come crush a tournament with us somewhere <laughs> hang out with some masks you get to meet dookie you get to meet kevin well we'll see i mean it might be easier for you guys to come here i mean well, the ice is melted now. They run tournaments here at the rink. Um, I know they do one in like the Labor Day weekend. They also do one Memorial Day weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure they do one here at the Biddeford Ice Arena. But absolutely, yeah, we it would take a check into that. It would. Oh, look, but uh, yeah. So next fun one, Aaron. Your favorite topic: guns and porn. Okay. So my background is my <laughs> my background is my backyard. You can see it. It's amazing. We wake up every day to this. Answer your answer your question. No, this is not the view from my window. This is the this is the side like the side door. If I woke up this in my window, I'd never go to bed. But so we move in, and my wife is like twenty minutes behind me, and I have like the moving truck. She has a car, and so our landlord shows up and's like, "Hey, man, like if you like shooting guns, you should shoot them from right here in the driveway." I'm like, "Hell yeah." naturally they're the first thing in the pensy trucks when you roll that big door up boom guns so you pull out the the tika t3 light and it's a 6.5 creedmoor bullet and it's a long range pretty accurate gun it's loud as dickens so you know glasses ear protection we started shooting into my backyard so the backyard is a quarry that they still operate we can go down there and play fish off or whatever after 5 p.m. That's their only rule. Machinery shuts down. Then you can go play. So we're shooting, 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 and a cop pulls in. <laughs> and I'm holding this gun. I'm like, ah, oh, hello. And so I put the gun down, I walk over. I was like, what's going on? He's like, uh, are you guys shooting guns? 
yeah, you saw me doing it. He goes, did you hear your neighbor yelling? You're too close. Uh, no, because I had proper ear protection on. <laughs> Are those guns registered? Also, no, because I haven't even gone inside the house yet. We just literally got here. And then Katie pulls in. Oh, my God, the cops are at my house. What the hell did James do? Yeah. So the neighbors love me. I love you. Not even a little bit. And uh, the landlord is like, you got to be 100 feet from the house. And I have those little, like, laser measuring tapes. I'm like, boop. Well, I had had one for like the the construction aspect again. And I'm like, I got 111 feet to that lady right there. I'm like, we're good. And the cop is like, no, go down the hill. So now we had to told you. He was nice enough to tell you where to go. And like in the world we live in, the gun grab world, like, oh shit, he has a gun. He's a terrible person. That's not how it works. It's Maine. You can literally walk into Cabela's right now or, or Bass Pro. I'm going to have you so many sponsorships and this whole thing's done. You oh, can go into Cabela or, or Bass Pro yeah. in Maine and they're just like, oh, you have a collared shirt on. You can have a gun. <laughs> so it wasn't as good. It wasn't as easy in te- as, as it was in Texas when we got there. Remember? <laughs> uh, no. No. The difference is they had different shirts on. <laughs> exactly. The, like just, I mean, we Listen, we're driving this convertible Mustang downtown Houston during the the guy's funeral, whatever. Yeah, George Floyd's funeral was the night we got there, and we happened to go down the wrong road. Holy patrolling. They had just, like, boarded up all the windows, like, all the store owners and everything. And we weren't in a good area, but it wasn't, like, an area that was always bad. It's just all of the people that were at the funeral and everybody had been around had kind of congregated in in these areas. And even the police weren't around. It was just large squalls of people, (laughs) maybe 50 to a hundred at a time. (laughs) And listening to what was it? Aaron Smith, not sponsored dancing. What was it with the white convertible (laughs) all the way down these two dudes in this white, like we looked like Russian queers, like no, like not trying white to be, chicks. Yeah, exactly. White chicks. <laughs> it was just, it, we, we looked like we own nightclubs and we were trying to bring them here for the motherland, you know, <laughs> like it looked like it was going to be one of those moments. Let me tell you, we went straight to the store and bought a couple of knives just in case. <laughs> just in case we were going to be left alone somewhere by accident. Cause we, they, the, everybody started to come around our car. We were at a red light, and that was one of the only times I've ever looked at somebody and went, you should probably go through that red light, because people started to come, they were running at us, and it was like a scene out of a movie, dude. It was creepy. It just wasn't, like, we were, it wasn't something we should have been in. We were looking for our hotel, and we just went down the wrong road. <laughs> so uh, we got the hell out of fuck out of there, man. That was not a fun experience, but you know, shit happens in, a, in this world. I still have that knife, too. It's extremely yeah, like, sharp. You know what? I was I, I continue to laugh about this, the Houston trip here and there, because okay, they had X amount of people at this funeral. Whatever. How many people there actually knew him? 15? 18, maybe? And they had thousands in the street and tens yeah, of like, thousands of people. But he, you know, he you know, here's, my, here's my thing. They're and again, no politically speaking here. It's yeah, they're getting behind a gentleman who had a rap sheet multiple pages long. 
Okay, he died. I'm not saying about that. I'm just saying multiple pages. But the same exact night, a preacher got shot in a parking lot of his church. Get behind that guy. <laughs> like, I can support that. What are you doing? Yeah. So yeah. it just there's it's the me it's the way the media poisons it all. And yeah, unfortunately. We listen to it. That's why podcasts have become so popular. It's people like to listen to real people. Yeah, people like to listen to real people talk about real shit. Like this is real stuff that goes on in our world. Like we have a lot of jokes. We like to fucking horse, you know, horse around. Like we're a bunch of hockey dudes here. What would you expect tonight? I mean, there's a business side of it. Jimmy's successful with it. Everybody just look up his fucking team. All right, main eclipse. Great team. Good program. And he's going to put in. He learned from some of the best in the game. We can talk about that part. You know, just how to play and, and how to coach, how to run a business. You know, it's you can love what you do and have fun doing it every day. There's not a day where Jimmy looks at me and he's just like anytime when we went to we went on that trip to Houston and we were looking at putting that team down there. Right. And we're, we're, we're there and we're trying to, you know, the, the people you meet, you, you didn't look at me once and be like, this is fucking boring. Like you were like let's go play golf and then we'll go meet these people. We'll get this done. We'll get that oh, yeah. hold done. On. Hold on. Hold on. Time, out, time out. Time out. Time out. Go ahead. Okay. So we land in the airport. <clears throat> he like wheels off to get the rental car. He's like, we got this like Corolla thing. I'm like, what? I'm like, we're trying to impress the people we're going to meet. I'm not driving a Corolla. I like to save money, bro. I get a cheaper car while we're there. I don't want us to get an expensive car. Okay. So I said option B. That convertible Mustang over there. I want that one. And the guy's like, Your okay. clubs wouldn't fit in the vet, number one. We were going to get the vet, to be honest. The golf club travel bag that he had would – Kevin, I got to show you this thing. You could fit in it. <laughs> My clubs are very, very safe and secure on their trips. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're driving around town. We get like, oh, it's too – Aaron's like, it's too hot for a convertible. I don't care. I live in Maine. It's Texas cold. in June. Texas yeah. – in june <laughs> didn't matter convertible <laughs> everywhere we go convertible and then we start pulling up these rinks and the people see what you're pulling in because naturally i'm handicapped i'm parking in the front spot <laughs> <laughs> we and did. By the way, parked in the handicap spot too <laughs> so so we walk in this one facility nice facility definitely fits all the criteria of what we're looking for and then this, I'm going to call her the general manager. I don't, whatever her title is. She was like, mm, Aaron, you look tasty. Let's make this work together. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's where trying. selling had to come in hard there. <laughs> I had to be like, we're trying to do all this. And Jimmy's like telling me all the information because I was there for his eyes to be like his, not his yes man, but his keep it real guy. And she's talking to me like I'm fucking running shit and Jimmy's my bitch. Like, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> Aaron almost had to earn it for the team that weekend. <laughs> we were trying, man, to get this fucking place under wraps because they had the they had the, the best facility that you could put in Texas. In East Texas, that wasn't yeah. already occupied, that was the best facility you could get. So, yeah. naturally, we were like, let's make this happen. I'm moving here. We're doing this. We're doing that. Like, let's fucking make this happen today. Let's sit down. Let's have a talk. Let's get some dinner. Like, it doesn't matter. We'll wine and dine you. Like we were trying to do everything. I looked at him. I was like, do I got to get like, you know, Mercedes Benz sales mode here? And like, nope, really you have to get naked. yeah, I know. Right. And then she ran away. So I would too, at that point. 
because that's just fucking nobody wants to look at it you know look at that that's just terrible all i'm saying is i think there should have been a great golfer at top golf if they serve drinks all i'm saying pretty much pretty that's, much all I'm saying. but gentlemen texas golf amazing jimmy Hot. and i had the we had Hot. the pleasure though we saw a rattlesnake we heard a rattlesnake didn't see it we heard a rattlesnake on the course um and then we heard a bullfrog and then we didn't hear the bullfrog so we know what happened there (laughs) nature (laughs) (laughs) kind of took over it was a big ass bullfrog going off you hear the rattle and then all of a sudden no more rattle no more bullfrog (laughs) (laughs) got his lunch um but dude kevin if you can experience golf in other states like i know you just came from florida which you could have golfed all that time you were there i mean i worked at the trump doral exactly so location so i i'd never played golf in another state and then i played in texas with jimmy and it's still one like it's still one of my favorite places to play i've played in a few like other states now but yeah you gotta you gotta play north of denver and uh westminster their their courses they're dirt cheap like 30 was a 35 bucks for me and then like before card fee what do we pay in denver whatever it was yeah and you like overlook the rockies the whole course it's stupid like that'd that'd be beautiful man i'd love that's that's my that's my well between there and then um santa roque spain down by gibraltar because you're overlooking the mediterranean sea which is pretty cool um the course sucked but the views were perfect yeah absolutely i'm pretty excited to go to the travelers though coming up yeah yeah i took Uh, your advice going on friday uh, yeah that's why we're going fridays because of jimmy there kevin oh nice He's like, go for I was like, what day should we go? He goes, don't go the last day. If you want to see players and actually like get to see shit, he's like, go the first two days. He's like, because yeah. nobody's going to make, like they cut down. So you only see yeah. the guys that are doing well at the end. They're not, you're not going to see people. So why not? Like, like well, you were one saying. Of, well, and the best part is like, if you go the first day, you're probably one of a very few amount of people there. And so like the golfers actually interact with you. And so like, if you want autographs and pictures and balls, all this different stuff, they'll just give you their shit. Like if you go on day three, they're so like hyper-focused on winning. You don't get that same like kind of personal feeling of the event. So like, yeah, like I grew up like at the masters in Atlanta. I mean, it's just a completely different can of worms. Yeah. It's going to make sure you keep them happy. Kevin, I saw one guy golf throw questions. Up. you got to ask Jimmy some golf questions. You got to, he's the guy I was texting every time we were playing. It was because I was like, yo, bro, I, just, I got that birdie on three. Like, he was the first person I was like, yo, I got I got a birdie today. And he was like, he's like, bullshit. I don't fucking believe it. Where's the rest of your guys? I need to hear it from them. <laughs> I, I, I need a signed score sheet. <laughs> but Kevin witnessed it. We had the birdie juice. So we're good. Yep. We yep. did do yep. that. So, Kevin, you can always ask him for all of those things. Keep going. You're talking about we're going to the Travelers. Oh, no, I just. Yeah, going to the travelers. I mean, as far as golf, though, on the way, to, I have a funny story actually. On the way to golf this morning to go get lessons, I went to stop by Starbucks and I grabbed a, a my iced caramel macchiato. I didn't get a pumpkin spice latte. I know, Aaron, that's it's your favorite. It's out of season, bro, and it is my favorite. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, so then I go to grab my coffee and I walk out and I park right where the front door is. So I immediately, I don't really look up. I just kind of like naturally out of instinct, I just start walking towards my car and I see blue. So I sit there, I put my, I take my cup of coffee. I put it on top of the car, take my keys out of my pocket, 
sitting there on my phone and I'm pushing the unlock button. And I'm like, why the fuck is my car not unlocking? Little do I know, I've been sitting there for 10 minutes, not not 10 minutes, but like at least a minute pulling on the handle, trying to figure out why it's not unlocking to realize it's not my car. My car's two cars over, same color, looks exactly identical, but I didn't take the time, the time to look up. And I just like, <laughs> I felt so embarrassed. And I just looked over, I'm like, please, for the love of God, no one see me, no one see me. There was one person sitting on the patio they kind of looked over, but they were like, they were like, whatever. But I just looked like the biggest fucking idiot, and I felt so embarrassed. Luckily, no one saw me. Nothing really happened of it. But in a moment like that, yeah. dude, you just got to be like, well, fuck, bro. Just like, own it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be like, yeah. well, I guess I'm stupid today, and just keep moving. Just gotta own it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. No, I was like, well, fuck, that just happened. I got, we're getting out of here now. So. Oh man. So, so we had a snowstorm up here this winter. It's Maine. That snows all the time. Katie, my wife's a teacher at a local school and she came out of school and started dusting this car off. And then when she got the whole thing completely clear to snow, she hit the button and she was two cars away from hers. And she's like, well, that took like 30 minutes because she's a short white girl. And she, the, the person came out like, why are you touching my car? And she's like, I'm just cleaning it up for you. Good faith kind of thing. <laughs> no, we had a, like those moments are the best. I mean, that happened to me before. I've cleaned off my car and somebody was in it, but it wasn't my car. <laughs> so after I did it, I'll tell you, that's like a big fucking scary moment right there. It's like, you clean it off, the car like you clean, yeah, you clean off the windshield. Like the person was on their phone and like they, the, I didn't know the car was running. And it was when I was at the dealership, like way back when the old school sales days. And I went and cleaned off the windshield and I thought it was my car. I wasn't paying attention. And as I'm wiping it down and I'm looking up and then I just see someone's face there and it scared the shit out of me, dude. I was like, no fucking way. And I was like, this ain't my car. And he's like, thanks, bro. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, get out of here, fish face. <laughs> like, see ya. Well, at least <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that's done it because I felt so dumb afterwards. I was like, God damn it. And I didn't have like a reason on like why I did it. Because I was like, I didn't smoke. Like, completely sober and just. You got to. What is that? It's a miniature golf bag. <laughs> I got little pens that are like, pull close oh my to me. God. it's like a little, there you go. There's a driver. So your driver's <laughs> got to be like a big ballpoint. What's your, what's your putter, a pencil? <laughs> uh, ballpoint. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. We got a pitching wedge here. Okay. Also that. Okay. Putter. Pencil. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I gotta, I gotta invest in new grips. These things are getting old. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, I'll tell you, Jimmy. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and talking everything business, the shenanigans. If there, if there's any value that we can get from this, it's you need people like Jimmy in your life, and those are the ones that will always pave the way for guys like me to look good. So thank you, Jimmy, for making me look good. All right. And everyone else here, because you're the guy. You've always been that guy. Just knowing you is a pleasure. And, you know, I've never, I haven't ever really said it, but, you know, you're one of my best friends and I appreciate what you do. So oh, you're so exactly. sweet. And all these years, there's a reason why after eight years of, you know, we, we only knew each other for like, you know, I would say a season, a good season. And then, you know, after that, I don't, te- I don't keep in touch with anybody. It's just you. 
So it's, yeah. it's, that's fine with me, you know, and I appreciate everything you've done up until this point. I wish you a lot of success for all of that stuff, but you already mentioned your sounds with clouts. So if there's Gouts. anything else, you, how, how can people find your team? How can people find you if they want to get in contact with you about your team or just in general about like, if they want to learn how to play golf, like Kevin, like Kevin needs to know how to get in touch with you. Cause one hundred fun times. <laughs> 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 call after 1900 like, horny any truck stop bathroom stall <laughs> um yeah just uh eclipsehockey.com for the hockey end of it um tiktok is like i said scouts underscore with underscore clout um it's just sometimes so i feel like I mean, really, like sometimes I feel like my life and the like my day to day shenanigans could be like a low line, like TV series of like, what the hell is this guy doing today? <laughs> just, it, but it's true because I'll call yeah. you and just completely out of the blue before we wrap everybody, I'll call him completely out of the blue. I have a question about hockey, a golf club, like anything. I'll have a question about something that you can usually answer, and I mean, and he'll be like, hold on, I gotta put the roof up. And I'm like, what the fuck? So he puts me on hold and then he's like, I still can't hear you if you're talking. I'm putting the roof up. And then he just pulls over and I'm like, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm in Des Moines. Oh, what are you doing there? This is a six foot six kid that I want to see. I hear he's a legend. Something they put out in the farms oh, here. Oh, by the way, by the way, we went to his high school graduation party while we were there. <laughs> and William was the bartender. <laughs> see, like this is, this is how, if anybody wants to know how players get found, this is how. <laughs> So we get, first off, I invited myself to Des Moines because we're in Denver for the showcase. CCM was a great time. I was like, we're supposed to go to Alaska to go, to go fly fishing. And I was like, fishing in Alaska, like the winter, summer, it's a winter spot. So we'll can it. So I call his dad. I'm like, hey, I'm coming into town. You're going to pick me up in the airport. And we're staying with you, by the way. He goes, oh, uh, well, I've known you for like four weeks, but I mean, okay, sure. We show up. He's like, who is this? I was like, oh, this is William. He's joining us. <laughs> <laughs> we get to his house what year is that what's that car he has uh shelby cobra he has a shelby cobra what year is it though i don't remember okay well you're useless is it a banger car or is it a new one 60 something it's gorgeous okay. all right it's like one of those cars that you don't let me drive because yeah. i mean i might not come back honestly yeah and so you're, under it he's got you know dirt bikes four wheelers side by sides i'm like gonna need that so I pull the four-wheeler out. William <laughs> decides to pull all the dirt bikes out, clean all the engines out, and then drive those around. And then we find out that there's a river locally. So he jumps in the side-by-side -side with the player and the player's like little brother and sister who are like 13 and nine. And we go and we're driving to this river. It's like, again, I think there's other videos on there. Yeah. Okay, there's videos on there. And <laughs> the kid's dad's like, whatever we do, don't get it stuck. <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, got it stuck <laughs> a lot. And I'm glad we had the side-by-side, -side, the Polaris, because they kept having to yank me out of like, the deeper spots. It was like a full-blown river. And, uh, yeah, and then we found our way. We were supposed to fly out and go to Chicago. And I was like, ah, graduation party, work. Graduation party. So we ended up staying an extra four days. 
<laughs> yeah, we flew to Phoenix because why not go to Phoenix? Drove to Flagstaff, Grand Canyon. Oh, by the way, we went to Grand Canyon to look at the Antelope Canyons. For those of you who don't know, the Antelope Canyons are absolutely gorgeous. Like, you should research them. You should also research when the park is open because we did not. And we drove two hours from my sister's house to see the Antelope Canyons, and they were closed. Oh, God. Yeah. So, like Aaron said, I like to get myself into shenanigans. I, we, we're driving away. We see, like, the entrance. So, we pull over. I was like, drop me off, drive down the road. I'll call you on my way back. He's like, what? And so, do you have a picture that I posted yet? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, so, I, out of the car, run down this, like, it's probably, like, 40 yards of, like, sand dune, and then run down into the tunnels. And then I get all the way back. I'm like, hey, I'm coming up the hill. Pull back up. And, again, you're talking 40 yards in the sand. Should take a normal athletic human, which – I don't qualify as, as an athlete anymore. You know, like maybe two or three minutes. No, like 18 minutes later, I get to the top. I look like a sweating gorilla, dying, can't breathe. I'm like, <laughs> it was so bad. But of course, in the whole adventure, jumped up a barbed wire fence, went on Indian reservation, you know, reserve private territory. Did some toad, a little bit of DMT, went home. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got a couple. Oh, you know how you got there, but you did it. <laughs> Sam, I got a couple of really good pictures of the whole thing. <laughs> you just laid there on the warm sand. Just it felt good. Like, no big deal. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. William, William, are we at time limit? Because I got like one like. Oh, no, your time is you're good. You got this. This can be your last one. This is us. This will cap the wet down episode 33. Jimmy's going to leave us with some fucking wisdom right now. So, so William, he asked me the other day, he's like, when you die, like, what kind of box you want to be? And I was like, I'm thinking cremated to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> At the gas station two, two nights ago. Oh, Don't man. I'm glad, yeah. that we, I'm glad you've kept your Bucky's tradition, though, alive. So keep going to Bucky's. Don't stop. Oh, We're not sponsored by them, but anyone that doesn't know, cleanest bathrooms and ever. ever, ever. Actually, no, no. Home Depot has better bathrooms. Um, no, they do, because yeah, that's, like, that's their okay. showroom of all their materials. It's always spotless. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in. I think, get it. I think you're in the wrong area. I, I'm in a great area. I'm there like every day. <laughs> well, well, so, okay. So I texted you. I'm like, fuck, we're in trouble. Like Katie went inside. I told her to go inside thinking, well, cool. Katie doesn't spend any money. So then I had to go inside. And then we leave there, the one in South Georgia, Macon. And Katie's like, mom, dad, on your way down next week, you got to stop and marker or at exit 243. Bucky's. It's incredible. And so her mom calls me next week. She's like, I sent my husband Kurt in there and $340 later, I was like, he did he better than you. He did better than you. a small car. 46 yeah. gallon. Dude, his hat didn't fit in the back of our Mustang. Like he had to keep the top down to have it on. Like he, even then he couldn't put it in the back seat because the back seat was so small in the convertible. So he We'll use that for our promo pictures. Anybody that wants to know what Jimmy, like the most handsome cowboy you'll ever meet is Jimmy right here. Like, I, I ended up, Jimmy ended up giving that to some guy on the airplane who was like shuttling dogs across the, the country, like the puppies he's going to sell. Yeah. 
Yep, he was bringing his French bulldog home up here. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> he gave it to him. He's like, he's like, well, he, he goes, I met these people on Facebook, and they asked how they're gonna know it's me. I was like, here, wear this hat. They can't <laughs> can't miss this thing in it anymore. <laughs> so it worked. Well worth a twenty nine dollars. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you, Jimmy, for your time here. Oh, Kevin, man. anything you want to leave us with? No, that was great. I mean, thank you for being here. Like you said, you know. You got some insight stories. on the life, bro. You got some good insight yeah. on the life. Great stories. And, yeah. Dookie, what about you, man? You got anything for Jimmy? Uh, no, I, this is a good talk, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. Th- thanks for having me, guys. All right, Jimmy. With that said, everyone, this is episode 33 of The Wet Down. Thank you. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to find Jimmy with Scouts with Clout on TikTok. Help TikTok. him go viral. Let's 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 make the the main eclipse the most viral hockey team. Let's make like you know the NHL has their Twitter wars. Let's get the junior guys going on TikTok. Like let's see if we can promote that. That'd be fucking great. I'd have fun with that, you know. Um, but anyways, anyone, if you need Jimmy, find me. My DMs are open. You can always find him. I'll connect. Well, I'm definitely sliding into your DMs. Oh, slide him. Slide all you want, Jimmy. Just go feet first, please. Okay. <laughs> that might not be good for the children. No, it might not be good for my. You never mind with those pterodactyl feet. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. This is the wet down. <laughs>